Yo and hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the Golden Age of Cardboard podcast. I'm your host Mike Moynihan. This week, every week, and love talking vintage, love talking vintage cards, and I'm I'm really excited this week. Our first show of 2022, a new season, and I'm I'm really excited because I, I looked back at the archives and I was thinking about topics that I'd love to cover, and I've never done an episode on the topic that we're going to discuss tonight. And that is a player that I think is the goat of vintage cardboard. I think that term gets thrown around a, probably way more than it should. The goat, the greatest of all time. But if you think about the vintage era, the fifties, the sixties, the seventies, there is no player that is more popular, more expensive than the one and only the Mick Mickey Mantle. He is an icon in the hobby. He's got some of the greatest cards ever, some of the most popular cards ever. And I want to spend an entire episode talking about Mickey Mantle, his cards, why they're that way, and you know, go through some different things. And to tell you how, if you want to start collecting Mickey Mantle, because we hear it all the time that everybody loves Mantle, but they can't afford Mantle. Maybe how there's some ways for you to get into the mantle game without breaking the bank. As you guys know, doing this stuff by myself occasionally is okay. But it's a lot more fun with your friends. And so I have invited back a, uh, I guess he's now a show regular, Joe Silver Jackify. Joe, welcome to the show, man. What's up? What's up, everybody? Thanks for having uh, me on. You- I got a Yankee hat on. Yep, you are a Yankees fan. It seems appropriate to have you on this episode, right? I'm glad that you were admitting that uh, Mickey Mantle is the GOAT. And, you know, that the Yankees are, you know, the, the greatest of all time and all that stuff. So thank you for admitting that. I think that Mantle is the hobby GOAT. And that's, <laughs> you know, where we're going to go. First off, let's get some things out of the way. Uh, <laughs> we are partaking in adult beverages this evening while we do this podcast. You can hear There's- my... My rattle, cheers. I'm drinking a little uh, Select Club Pecan Praline Whiskey on the rocks. You are having an old-fashioned, is that correct? That is right. That is correct, sir. A little bit of whiskey, a little bit of simple syrup, a cherry. You got to throw the cherry in there. Yeah. Bitters, like a couple of drops of bitters. Uh, That's that's my drink. Apparently, it's Julie's drink, too. (laughs) It is. My wife loves old-fashioned, so... (laughs) It is uh, good to put a cherry on top of 2021. That year is behind us. 2022 is now uh, right in front of us. Here we go. You know, it's so much happened in 2021 within the hobby uh, that it it's it's interesting that I think people lose sight of vintage sometimes. Uh, I know you've done some videos recently about just kind of your run of the mill vintage and how it's kind of overlooked by a lot of people in the hobby, especially newer people in the hobby. They think of Mays and Aaron and all these greats. And Mantle is that this guy that, you know, people don't talk about as much. And I think it's because people think of his cards as being out of reach. Is that a reasonable thought process? What do you think? Yeah, no, I, I think um, I think a lot of us, at least for me, you know, growing up, you know, the the one pie in the sky card that everyone used to talk about growing up was the 1952 tops Mickey Mantle. And I, I couldn't imagine, you know, ever owning that card. And, um, you know, so so so, you know, you, you grow up, you, you know, maybe, you know, 40 was it 30 years later, you look back and you go, man, like. Mickey Mantle card has got to be impossible to own. But as you pointed out before, um, you know, the 52 tops Mantle is still a very expensive card, but there are, there are so many uh, Mickey Mantle cards out there that I, I don't think people realize that you can get for maybe a hundred, 200 bucks in a pretty decent condition, you know, from the fifties or even the sixties, that uh, are really nice that you could that, uh, like a genuine vintage graded card for un- under 200 bucks. And that's a lot of people, you know, I think they think of the 52 tops mantle and they go, Oh, I'll never own, 
that card or any Mickey Mantle card, but um, it's it's definitely a, a a very gettable card. That maybe that's something we could talk about. Is some of the cards well, we're definitely uh, going to talk about that. Yeah. Maybe the first topic I want to ask you, Joe, and, and we can both chime in on this idea. Why do you think Mickey Mantle is considered, is so popular, is just considered the greatest of all time in the hobby? What created that mystique around that player? Well, I, you know, I think that the fact that he won seven championships <laughs> with the Yankees didn't hurt. But, you know, I, I think, again, it's it's the, to me, it was, it's the 52 tops mantle. It's the fact that that was the card when, when baseball cards, you know, people started to think of, you know, collecting as an, an investment, the, the Holy grail was obviously the Honus Wagner, but then the other card was the 52 tops Mickey mantle. Um, it, it's a really unique card because it's part of um, a, a, it was part of the first top set ever. Uh, it was part of the high numbered set, which has a, a cool backstory about how uh, Cy Berger, who uh, created the 52 top set, he couldn't even give the, those cards away. Um, and the high number set, they would usually wait, you know, and they would uh, distribute them out. And if they couldn't sell them, um, you know, because kids had moved on to other sports. Um, they didn't know what to do with those cards. And so the story goes that Cy Berger and, you know, his team uh, poured a bunch of 1952 tops cards into the Hudson river. <laughs> and so therefore all of those cards that are part of the high numbered 52 top set, uh, which by the way, includes Jackie Robinson and the Eddie Matthews rookie card. Um, those cards are so limited and, you know, Mickey Mantle, his his card was the first card of that high numbered set. And uh, it was sort of, you know, all of it was it, it's one of those things where all of the right things kind of came together. You know, it's it's a limited card. It's from a, the Yankees that, you know, a player that won seven championships. And, you know, it it, it, it became one of those cards where everybody wanted a everyone kind of dreamt of owning a, you know, a, a 52 tops Mickey Mantle. And um, so that, so from then on, and that's my opinion, um, you know, you and I were talking, you know, Willie Mays, you know, some people say Hank Aaron, and I was looking at it earlier, Mickey Mantle is actually listed as, you know, I was looking at an article before we joined and he was listed as the 13th best player of all time. So you, he's not even a, for certain people, he's not even a top 10 player, but I think the, the mystique of, you know, that 52 tops card and the fact that he's a Yankee and, um, you know, th those are sort of, and the fact that that was the chase card when you were, you know, growing up, like that was the card that was like impossible to get. That's why Mickey Mantle has become, you know, the, as you would say, the goat of baseball cards, even though, you know, if, if you think about just baseball in general, you think of Babe Ruth, maybe you think of Willie Mays, maybe you think of even Barry Bonds, depending on, you know what you think, but when it comes to baseball cards, it's not any of those guys. It's it's Mickey Mantle. It's got to be Mickey Mantle. Yeah, I think a huge contributing factor to Mantle's popularity in the hobby is the timing of when Mickey Mantle was Mickey Mantle. You've got the post-war, you got the baby boomers growing up. You've got baseball being so dominant in New York City in the 50s. And you've got this poster child, this, you know, face of the of baseball who can do amazing things when he's healthy, you know, chasing Babe Ruth's home run record multiple years, winning a triple crown in 56. He was, he was unbelievable. He took over for Joe DiMaggio for crying out loud. It wasn't like, you know, yeah. he had, he had very high expectations and all he did was live up to those and beyond we can only imagine what his stats would have been had he been healthy for all of his seasons he had numerous injuries to his legs and knees and uh which severely crippled no pun intended crippled his ability to to play baseball and yet he still did what he did uh incredibly fast powerful you know all these different things that you hear about mantle and he did it in new york and he did it he was this, you know, kind of golden child, you know, handsome guy, you know, 
and in an era when you know although you had some black players like Aaron and Mays that were probably far superior players if especially if you look at the totality of their careers Mantle just dominated the spotlight from that even against like guys like Duke Snyder but you had you know Willie Mickey and the Duke in the in the in New York area and so I just think it was this perfect confluence of situation. You have all these youngsters growing up. Mandel was the face of baseball, very similar to what Mike Trout has been in today's. If you were to think of a, a modern day equivalent, uh, you would probably say Mike Trout in terms of what he could do on the field and how he looked. It was looked at overall in baseball. And uh, so now these kids, as they grow, if they're growing up through the 60s and 70s and getting older in the 80s, and cards becoming popular, they wanted to buy their childhood. Who did they want to buy? Mickey Mantle, right? And so Mantle stuff became a powerful force within the hobby. Uh, I remember growing up, going to shows, and Mantle stuff, like you said earlier, just seemed completely unattainable. Like, yeah. I'll never own a Mantle card. That's crazy. They're all so expensive relative to every other card. And, and I looked at... All the sets, Mantle's cards, by the way, are his rookie card is 51 Bowman, which anyone that says 52 tops is Mantle's rookie, I want to stab him with an ice pick. You know, that just makes me like it's, it's like dragging your fingernails on the chalkboard for me. 51 Bowman, his last card is 69 tops. So he, even though he didn't play in 69, tops put a card out for him. And what's cool about it is it shows all his stats on the back for his entire career. And so he's got this long era, almost two full decades of, of baseball cards where, where Mantle was a, a fixture in Tops and Bowman sets. So when you when you look over that long spectrum, kind of that entire vintage, super vintage era, Mantle was the man, right? Uh, so he has so many different cards. What's interesting you know, let's, let's talk first. Let me ask you this question, Joe, if you were to say kind of just your favorite mantle cards, uh, maybe two or three that just stick out to you thinking over his cardboard career, what cards come to mind? Uh, yeah. I mean, the, the first card that comes to mind, of course, you know, is the 56 tops Mickey Mantle. I love, love that card. Let me, you know what? Since uh, since you brought it up, let me. Uh, <laughs> are they gonna be able to see this? By the way, uh, they will on YouTube if you're watching this on podcast. Okay. Sorry, but Joe's gonna. Probably, I think he's gonna show a 56 tops. <laughs> uh, yeah, my my favorite card of all time of the 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 Mick um, has to be the 56 tops Mickey Mantle. Uh, hopefully, you guys can see that good. But uh, what a beautiful card there. And you have it in a near mint seven. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, th this is one of those cards that um, I thought, you know, looked really good even for a seven. Um, and then I, I love the, I don't know. How do you feel about the, the cartoons? I always thought the, the back of it, the 56 top set with the cartoons was always really cool. I think they're fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he had, you know, he had an MVP season in, in uh, 54 six so won the triple crown in 56 right triple crown beat out joe dimaggio not joe dimaggio uh ted williams you know who had a 406 batting average that year <laughs> can you imagine no he didn't, no, he didn't. No, oh, wait, no, am i thinking of uh, i've always think i always think of the wrong year i'm sorry what was the there wasn't there a year where um 41 dimaggio beat out ted williams DiMaggio DiMaggio. Bat, oh right, right 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 56 game hitting streak yeah, yeah. i don't know why i always think of that but why did I have you as a guest on this show again? I don't know. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, this is probably my favorite Mickey Mantle card. Uh, I don't know. I you know I I guess I like the fifty two tops Mantle. There it is, fifty two tops Mickey Mantle. Um, and then I don't know. I I don't know. If, like I, I think those are my top two. Um, I I do like the fifty one Bowman Mantle. I like all, all the Bowmans. All the Mickey Mantle Bowman cards are really cool. Yeah, I would say my favorites are 53 Bowman Color is one of my favorites. 
of mantle. Um, I don't think I have that one pulled out here. So I have the entire mantle run with the exception of the 52 tops, 52 Bowman and the 53 tops, the 53 tops. I actually like better than the 52 tops, believe it or not. Um, and I love his 51 Bowman. I, I just think it's such an underrated card for what it is. It's, it's unbelievable to me. Um, I get why the 52 tops is way more popular. I do understand that. And yet it's still, I just shake my head a little bit and go, dude, that's not even his rookie. Like it's a second year card. Very cool card. Very significant in the hobby. I get it. But uh, I still think the the 51 is way underrated. But uh, what was your first Mickey Mantle card you ever got? Do you remember? Um, that was actually the 64 tops Mickey Mantle. Um, yeah. I had bought it. Um, I went to a show in White Plains. Uh, that's what this that's this card right here. That was the first uh, card I Mickey Mantle card I ever owned. Um, you know, growing up, like I said, the idea of owning a Mickey, I, I my best card growing up, believe it or not, was a, a 55 tops Ted Williams. And um, so, and that was always when people would ask me, what's your best card? It's so funny because, you know, as a as a Yankee, a huge Yankee, I was like, a di- everyone knew me as this diehard Yankee fan. And I used people, you know, but they also knew that I was a big collector of baseball cards and everybody ever like you know if people don't know anything about baseball cards the first question they always ask you is well what's your best card you know i guess they don't know what else to ask you and i would always be like yeah it's the um the 55 tops uh ted williams and um so when i got back into collecting uh, about 10 years ago now um uh, you know i i went it went to a show in white plains it was so cool you know, I, I remember just rediscovering the hobby and just walking the floor at a baseball card show and being like, man, I miss this. Cause I, you know, growing up, I, I'd be there, you know, at sports card shows with my dad, the, the, the show, shows called the Gloria Rothstein show in, in, um, you know, New York and New Jersey. And they were big shows. They, I mean, they, they would be 500 tables and then another 250 tables upstairs. And I, I just remember walking the floor with my dad and, you know, seeing um, these vintage cards that I, I couldn't afford. You know, I, I like I'd bring 20 to 30 bucks to a show, you know, with my allowance money. And, um, you know, I, I usually I'd walk out, to be honest, with you, you know, honest with you, I'd walk out with a 1989 Don Russ wax box, you know, with a bunch of packs. And it, it was so much fun to open them. But it, you know, always in the back of my mind, I'd be like, "Oh man, it'd be so cool to own a Mickey Mantle card." And so when I got back into collecting, you know, one of the first things that I did, and I'm sure a lot of people experience this, like if you leave the hobby and come back, like the, the one thing you want to do is like, you know, look. Maybe there's some cards that you know you wanted to get, you know, as a kid that you know never had the opportunity. And so I was so excited when I saw like I saw this card. Um, in one of the, you know, the cases and I, I go, that looks fantastic. <laughs> and I remember I bought this Mickey Mantle card. Uh, it was raw and I sent it off to, cause I didn't know any better. I, I sent it off to Beckett and, um, you know, it was in the BVG holder and I was just like, Oh, you know, and it came back as a six. And I remember being like, what, this is a six. I, I still thought, you know, it could have gotten better than a six, but I was, I was disappointed in a six. And I talked about that on my YouTube channel. And um, then I, I remember I sent it off to PSA uh, to get to see what their opinion was. I, I really sent it off to PSA because I thought they, they would give it a higher grade. <laughs> they also gave it a six. And I, and I left it in the Beckett holder. I was just like, I was so confident that it would get higher than a six, like even in the Beckett hole. I didn't even crack it out. And that um, they also gave it a six. It's funny because now, now looking back, like I, most people would be happy. They call that crossing it over to PSA. You know, no, normally people would be like, wow, I crossed the BBG to a six to a PSA six. That'd be like a major win. But I was, I remember sending it off and I was super disappointed that it came <laughs> back as a PSA six. I was like, what? PSA thinks it's a six too? I, this is not a six. It's, a, it's an eight. So, um, but anyway, this was my first Mickey Mantle card that I ever owned. I never owned a Mickey Mantle card growing up. So 
Now, now looking at that mantle, would you say it's fairly graded? Like, honestly, with your more trained eye now, your more experience, would you look at it and go, yeah, that's probably a six? Yeah, it's, it's fair. <laughs> no, it's fair. Um, there is a um, you can't really see it here, but um, one of the was it the top right corner? This one over here um, is a little bit you can't you won't be able to see it, but it's a little bit um, there's a little bit of wear and tear there. And then uh, same thing on this other on the other side. But the centering, I guess, is off a little bit left to right. It's it's a fair grade. You know, um, I guess it could get a seven, but that would be as high as it would go. Now, now with the uh, education that I've gotten over the last you know 10 years or so, um, I, I think a six is a fair grade, actually, <laughs> now that I look back at it. My first mantle was a 68 tops, you know, the old burlap sack colored cards. And I bought it from a guy down the street from my house. He had a literally a trash bag full of late sixties cards. And I remember rummaging through it and I pick any five for a hundred. I can't remember what it was. Some, some amount of cards for some amount of money. And it, as a kid, I was 13, 14 years old. That was like a, a fortune and I remember picking the 68 tops mantle, the uh, a 64, sorry, 65 rows, a 69 Hank Aaron, and some other card. Point being, at least I wanted a mantle. Yeah. And that was my first mantle. I ultimately sent it off to PSA, similar to you. And mine came back at three. It's very, very fairly graded. I mean, for crying out loud, it had been in a trash bag with thousands <laughs> of other cards. The fact that it was still a three was some small miracle. But that that memory of buying your first mantle is a big deal, I think, a big landmark for collectors because it feels like, man, now my collection has finally hit another level of yeah. awesome because I have mantle in my collection and i've been blessed over the years to pick up several mantles uh i think another big part of mantle's popularity within the hobby is his kind of being a, a pioneer in the going to shows and signing autographs kind of thing yep you know he was the first major guy that did that mainly because he just needed the money I mean, it was it right. wasn't any other reason than that. And hey, I'm Mickey Mantle. Let me let me see how much money I can make off of just signing my name. And everybody thought he was probably crazy. And sure enough, there was a huge market for that. And he became, uh, a, like I said, a pioneer in that. So many other players started following suit. Mays, DiMaggio, even you know Ted Williams, all these guys going, hey, I'll I like a buck just as much as the next guy. And so. You know, you'd see Mantle at all these shows uh, signing. And and so Mantle autographs are everywhere. I, I mean, and there's, he's obviously the, he's obviously the most faked guy too, believe it or not. There were some guys in the Operation Bullpen deal that uh, if you don't know about that, Google that. You'll have a lot of fun reading about that. But so many guys that got busted for being able to perfectly replicate a Mickey Mantle signature. Um did you ever get a chance to meet him? To meet Mickey Mantle? No. Uh, my dad met him several times. Uh, if I met him, I don't remember it, which is probably sad. I went to several shows where he was at as a kid. Right. I know that. Um, I know my dad's met him several times because I have several personally signed auto autographs from Mickey Mantle that my dad got for me. Uh, but to say that I did, I, I wish I could tell you. Um, so I, I think that also led to his increase in popularity within the hobby that he was at shows and he was with the collectors and that made a big deal. Um, and you know, these memories, these, I think every collector, if they sat and thought about it, could tell you when they got their first mantle. And even today, when I hear from collectors getting back in the hobby, I hear stories of, I got my first mantle today. And it was an XYZ card, whatever card it was. And the the smile, you can almost hear the smile as they're typing their, you know, comment or uh, sending me a, a private message or whatever 
of how thrilled they are to add the Mick to their collection. It's this, I don't know why it, it kind of transcends just awesome. Yeah. It's that weird feeling. And I never get tired of adding Mickey Mantles. Like it's never bad to add <laughs> no. Mickey Mantle to your collection. I never go, oh, I got enough of that guy, you know, and I, I never feel that way. Uh, no, I mean, and it's all, I mean, I hate to say it, but it's, it's also a great investment. I mean, it's, it, you know, why, I mean, if there's ever like a sure thing in when it comes to, you know, collecting and investing, I mean, like, I, I don't think I've ever heard of a Mickey Mantle card going down in value, <laughs> you know, like talk about a sound, you know, investment to put into your collection. You know, like if you just want to, you know, it, it, one of my buddies asked, asked me recently, he's like, what should I, what should I buy? He's like, I got, I want to, you know, I, I've never gotten into sports cards. This happened to me a couple weeks ago. And he's like, what, what should I buy? I'm like, just buy a Mickey Mantle card. <laughs> you know, like you, you, you don't get crazy with these, you know, with all the, the modern, because you don't know what, you know, where the, some of these modern cards are going to go. But if you want like a kind of a sure thing, that your wife's not going to get pissed at you because it's going to go down in value, you know, over the next 10 to 15 years, just put your money into a, a really nice, nicely graded, you know, SGC PSA graded Mickey Mantle. Um, and, and I, you know, I, I gave him some recommendations. Um, I think he ended up buying a, um, a 53 Bowman Mickey Mantle, like a low grade Mickey, you know, Bowman, but it, you know, you, you, what, whatever card you go with, it really doesn't matter. You're going to, you're going to do really well for yourself. So well, let's, let's talk about value for a second. Cause I think it's important because I think there's a misconception that Mickey Mantle is unattainable. As I said, at the very outset of the show. And I think there's a lot of people out there that have never, they just don't even look because they just don't bother and I'm going to share my screen with the, the YouTube viewers out there. I did a little kind of uh, research for, and I know Joe loves his numbers and I know Joe loves spreadsheets. So <laughs> I, I did a little spreadsheet to show some mantle stuff. And what's fascinating about this is I did this. So I looked at every year, 69, all the way back to uh, 51 Bowman. And I looked at, what we what I consider to be a collector's grade, and I and a collector grade is essentially an equivalent numerical grade to the decade in which the set was released. So a six for anything in the 60s, a five for anything in the 50s, etc. Which I think is kind of that mid-grade, right? And imagine lower grades being much cheaper, higher grades being significantly high, more expensive, right? In price. But I looked at the 69 tops and, and what I want to do is, is I want you to chime in, Joe, when you hear me describe a card that you think is a good value and like, hey, that's a good kind of entry level card because I want to get to that after I go through some of these values. If you're on the podcast, I'll do my best to explain this. You can see it if you're on YouTube, but 69 tops is last year, right now about 550 bucks for a six. Uh, yep, I'll take that one. Which is a good grade. Um, that's what, a year that's ago. Really, that's really cool too, because that's like his last. Like you said, it's his last card. It has all the stats on it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the if you can get like a nice, you you know how I am. Like so, this is a little. Sometimes it could be misleading because there's so many to me. To me, and you, I've talked about this many times. Like there. Every six isn't the same to me. Of course, of course. Um, you know, like I, I, you know, there are because you have to be careful here because um, there are lots of sixes out there. There are some that look like they've been they look you know look terrible, and then there's some that look you know really nice that have really nice eye appeal. So if you can get absolutely, I mean, if you can get a nice looking six that's nicely centered, has nice eye appeal. If you can get one for 500 bucks, that sounds like a fantastic uh, opportunity right there. Cause it, because it's his last card, it has all his stats on the back. Um, so, and for yeah. sure, Joe, I agree. I mean, it, look, I, I just kind of looked, I used VCP prices, by the way. I kind of averaged the last few sales. I did not look at the card to sure. see, right. is this a beautiful six or a crappy six? Right. Or, 
So the reality is, look, you're going to plus or minus, you know, you're going to play, like you said, a little bit of a premium for a, a really nice looking example in that assigned grade. So, and by the way, way, I'm just, I'll just say that I, I will actually pay a, a like a, a really big premium. Like if I think a card looks really, really good for its grade, I don't mind. And I'll say this to the collectors out there. Like, I don't know. There are certain cards that like people show me, they're like, Oh, I got a six and they show me and I'm like, eh, okay. You know, like don't be afraid to pay over the typical value. If, if the, if the, if the card looks better than the grade and if it yeah. looks and just because a card is priced really well, um, just be careful. Don't, don't go you know, purely on like, okay, well, another six sold at this price. Take a look at the card, see if it looks, you know, see if it's something that you're you're going to be happy with. Um, because like, that, the card, that's just how the grade, I, right? Yeah, because you've got to live with that card, you know, at least, yeah. you know, so anyway. So a year ago, the 69 Tops was about the same price, believe it or not. And and I, I kept it this, I called it the same if it was within 50 bucks or whatever. Um, but Back in the peak, and this is what's really interesting, and kind of the timing of this is just coincidental. You know, back last year when we were having craziness, I say last year now because it's just now 2022, but right. not that long ago during the peak craziness, it was twice as much. You know, that card's come down about 50% from the peak from around 1100 to about the 550, like I said. You could look at a 68 tops, a six is 450 bucks. It was about the same a year ago. And, and what's interesting and what my point of showing this is if you look at the later year mantles, they haven't changed a whole lot December to December, basically, you know, a year over year. During the peak, everything went nuts. Mantles went crazy too. Most of the cards are half of what they were at the peak give or take as you get earlier and earlier in mantle's career you can say that you know going through 66 65 once you get into 64 63 you see prices aren't where they were at the peak but they're still up several hundred dollars from where they were a year ago and that's not surprising right um at all you see, you know, you got cards, a 62 and a six is going to cost you a grand. A 65 and a six is going to cost you a grand. And so these aren't cheap. Like I'm not saying these are cheap, but these are also in these kind of mid to kind of collector grade grades, fives, fours, threes. You can get really nice mantles in lower grades. And most of mine are in my collection. I have very few quote unquote high grade mantles. I was happy just to have a mantle yeah. in a particular year. And so I was trying to manage, you know, the whole condition versus cost and do the best I could to stretch my hobby dollars as much as I could. And so I own a lot of twos and three, my 56 tops is a two yours is a seven. You know, I love mine just as much as you love yours. Right. Uh, I would love it more probably if it was a seven, <laughs> but I, I, I still love that I have a 56 tops. And so, uh, you know, I don't want to belabor this chart other than to say everything is down significantly from its peak. It's a great time. If you're kind of going, Hey, I've never dipped my toe in the mantle, you know, pool because I've been afraid. And then once you get to 56, that's where the prices really start going nuts. You're talking for a five and a 56, 2,500 bucks, 55 Bowman, 1650, 2,900 for 54 Bowman, 53 tops is $7,500. Uh, a 55 Bowman and a PSA five is 30 grand. But that card, even though it's 30 grand, it was 14, 15,000 the year before that. So it's gone up quite a bit and stayed there. You're going to see those kind of more iconic cards holding their value, increasing in value. If you look at all the old stuff, older stuff, 
they've all doubled, tripled in price over the last year, and they've held there, but definitely come down from peak. I mean, the 51 Bowman was at 55 grand, and I follow that card a lot in a PSA 5 because I happen to have one in a PSA 5. Uh, now, again, I would call my PSA 5 a really good PSA 5. Yep. Joe, you've seen it, right? I, I, um, would agree. I would agree with that assessment. And I paid up for it, like you said, Joe, like you mentioned earlier. Uh, you know, this isn't our first rodeo. I saw that it was, I paid more than comps because of how nice of a five it was at the time. Now it looks like a bargain, but because I paid 14 grand for it in January of 2020. But you could buy every mantle card right now in a collector grade, except for the 52 tops. I, I used a PSA three for 130 grand, but most of that money would be spent on two cards, the 52 tops and the 51 Bowman. Um, but if you had bought them at their peak, you know, at some point early last year, in the first few months of last year, you'd have paid almost 300 grand. So to see that go from 283, 283 grand to about 130, it shows you that things have come down quite a bit, even on the goat, even right. on a guy like Mickey Mantle. And, Meaning it's an opportune time, I think, to be revisiting the idea of adding either more mantles or your first mantle to your collection. Do you agree with that? Yeah, no, I, I mean, so, so, and, and you don't even like all the, all the grades that you just showed were uh, a six and a five. Um, you don't, there are some, really nice looking cards i have i have some really nice looking cards that are in a three a four and a five so like even if you know 500 600 bucks is out of your price range you can you can look at a you know a 1969 tops mickey mantle in a three or a four or a five but again i don't i i i don't want to build i'm gonna belabor it anyway just make sure that you buy like a nice looking version of that card, a nicely centered card that you like that one, <laughs> like that 59 tops. So this uh, is a 59 yeah. tops, for example, Joe, what you're talking about. It's a two and a half. Yeah. Right? Oh, that's only a two and a half. Yeah. Wow. But I fantastic. love the centering on it's it. Fantastic. Um, it's got a squished corner kind of up, which is what kind of dings it quite a bit. Corners are far from perfect. But it's reasonably centered. And it's a two and a half. And I paid. Yeah. And I bought this last year. So this isn't like, you know, five years ago prices. I paid like 190 bucks for it. Or wow. Something. Yeah. Because I, I wanted a 59. I didn't have a 59. So. You have you have the 69 tops mantle in the white lettering or the yellow lettering? Both. Oh, you have both. Okay. I do. Uh, here's the, I have the yellow here. The white's in the, in the safety deposit box. Because gotcha. it's a it's a big card, but uh, the yellow lettering is just the standard sixty nine tops for mantle. Right. Mine is a PSA four. Like those are, I think threes and fours are really good grades to look at for mantle because I think you're getting good value there. Uh, I think you're getting a lot of bang for the buck. If that makes right. sense. You're getting a nice card that's not costing you an arm and a leg. Uh, do you have the sixty nine? Uh, no, I don't. I don't, but you know what I do have is a card that you and I got together. This one. Ah, I have that as well. Did you get this one? Uh, well, I have. I already had one. Uh, oh, I encouraged you. you to buy it. I was like, you need to buy that. <laughs> do you remember yeah, this that? Is, this is one of my. I'm so happy that you uh, convinced me to get this because this was, <laughs> this was this is such a cool card. And then here here's the back. Mantle smashes 15th series homer. Tell Such the story. Great. Tell Such the story great. of that. Tell yeah, the story and, of that. And this is this is a perfect. The, the reason why I pulled this one out this is a perfect example. I, you can get this. This is the for those that are listening. 1964 tops Giants Mickey Mantle, beautiful card. Um, you can get this card in a six. I, I have my, mine's in an eight, but you can get one in a six for under two hundred bucks. Um, so if you want to get a really nice looking Mickey Mantle, this this might be the card I would recommend. Actually, the 1964 Tops Giants, you can get this. Like, let's say you just have 200 bucks to spend, 
look it up at a PSA six. If you can get a nice version of this card, oh man, I I, I would totally recommend uh, this. This is such a such a cool card. Was that the nineteen national that you got? That it was, wasn't it? Yeah, that was man. Because you got the Clemente also, right? No, I, I didn't get the Clemente. Or I bought the Clemente, maybe. Yeah, you bought the Clemente. That's right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, that I was right. That was the the not last Chicago National, but the one before that. Yeah. And um, yeah, I I got the, uh, the on the last day. I picked up this this Mickey Mantle and the Roberto Clemente sixty four tops Giants. Um, and I remember I we, you and I kind of walked over. The, the guy had like a bunch of these. Right. Ungraded. Um, and then we sent them all. I sent to the I the guy let me flip through all of them and pick out the best ones. And I sent them off for grading and they both came back as PSA eights. Um, and they're still, you know, they're still really cheap, you know, for whatever reason. Um, these oddball cards I'm really into because there's so much, you know, we talked you you showed some, you know, the tops cards, which, you know, are those prices have been, you know they're not going to go up and down much, but um, there, I feel like there, there might be some untapped potential in some of the oddball cards like this one um, that I, that I really think, um, you know, eventually collectors are going to find and those cards, those prices will go up like this one. Well, let me share some things that I think are kind of, again, if you, if you can't go for base tops or Bowman, which I get, you know, I, I get, we all have budgets. There are again some ways to own mantle cards, true playing day mantle cards that shouldn't feel like you're, you know, settling. Um, one of my favorites is the 68 Tops game card. Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, I love this card. It's a playing game. You know, these are, these can be had very inexpensively. Uh, I happened to buy the entire set and I sent a whole bunch of them off to get graded. My mantle came back a three, which I was fine with. It has a freaking crease on it. So it totally <laughs> makes sense. But I just wanted it slabbed and it looks so good. And it's a really just cool, you know, it's an actual mantle card. And then you've got mantle was incredibly popular, obviously, in the hobby. Even at the time during his playing days, Tops put him all over their sets, right? He was in, he was on checklist cards and Every time they could put them on a card, they would, and they would throw them on cards like this with Harmon Killebrew and Willie Mays, the 68 top superstars, you know, a card like that. Or, that is, dude, that, that is one of my favorite cards. It Killebrew, is my Killebrew, Willie Mays, and Mickey Mantle. That's so cool. I, like, uh, I was thinking about picking that card up. 58 tops. You've got yep. the World Series batting foes with Hank Aaron and, and Mickey Mantle. You know, uh, such a great card. I've owned that one forever. 57, he's in the Yankees power hitters with Yogi Berra. You know, so many different combo cards. Even in, I think, what is it, 63 or 64? He's got one with Hank Bauer, you know. Uh, so it doesn't have to necessarily be superstars all the time. Right. I, I would tell you, to me, the best value, if you're going to go out and, okay, I want to buy some mantles. The way to do it, in my opinion, is to buy his all-star cards because they are so much less expensive. And it's ironic. I just showed a 59 tops. We're both now showing our 58 tops. If I was to say, if you were to buy, you don't own a mantle card, to buy one mantle card to start, this it would one. be the, the 58 tops all-star yep, card. I agree. I agree. And it's because this is a card that was triple printed. Uh, so there's a ton of them out there. You can, they can be had for, I don't even, we should probably look up like what a PSA five of this card. Yeah, so, so this one uh, that I'm showing right now, beautiful card. Uh, you could get this for 170 bucks. Yeah. Um, for a 50 and it's a, it's an absolutely gorgeous. It really card. is. It's such a cool card, and and this is a this is this card is the reason for this entire podcast. Like a hundred, like you can pick up a Mickey Mantle from the nineteen fifties, a fifty eight Mantle that you're probably kind of like at this point. Like if if you follow sports cards, you're probably familiar with this card. 
you may not even be aware that you can pick this card up for 170 bucks in a four. I, I don't know. So I, I like, you know, if you, if you just want to add a mantle to your collection, why not? Like that's such a, like a, it's, it's a Mickey, it's a 58 mantle and it's so cheap. Like you said, I didn't realize yeah. it was triple printed. Now I understand why it's so cheap. I never understood. I was like, why is this card so insanely cheap? Um, but if it's triple printed, that makes more sense. They triple printed the mantle and the musual. And the musual? Okay, I didn't know that. Uh, because the musual, that was musual's first appearance in tops uh, ever, <laughs> was right. his 58 tops all-star card. And then mantle, obviously, because he was Mickey Mantle. But what an absolutely spectacular card to be had relatively cheap. So look at Mantle's all-star cards. Um, he's got all-star cards in 60, which is one of my favorites, is 60 all-star card. Do you have that, Joe, handy? Uh, no, I was grabbing the 61, actually. This is the, uh, the one. That's oh, his home leaders, run home run leaders. Yeah. Yep. Which, that's a great card because it shows uh, Mantle and Maris, I think. And Maris, yeah. This was the year before, obviously, 61. Right. The year yeah. where Mickey Mantle came in second in the MVP voting to Maris. So it's a cool card. But Bob Lemon and Calavito are on here too. Bob Lemon, or I doubt it because Bob Lemon was a pitcher. Again, why did I have you on this podcast? It says Lemon. Well, I guess, I guess it's not Bob Lemon. And it's not Chet Lemon either because he was black and played for the Tigers. So <laughs> who is it? Lemon, Lemon for Minnesota hit 38. Yeah, it wouldn't be Bob Lemon. You're right. It would not be Bob Lemon, but. He did. Bob Lemon did manage the Yankees for a little while in the late seventies. Just so you know, I think does that sound right? No, sure. Not. All right. Um, I need to have my dad on so to help explain who Lemon is. But Mantle has All Star cards in fifty eight, fifty nine, sixty, sixty one, sixty two. So you've got plenty to choose from there. Uh, sixty one tops, great card. I. Mantle does not have a bad card. You can't say that about many other players. This All of Mantle's three. cards are great. This one's this one's a great looking three. What do you think? Heck yeah, it is. This one's yeah. like this one goes for like four hundred bucks. But if you can get like a nice looking one, why not go for this? This this is cool too. This is the the sixty one season too. In a three that goes for four hundred bucks still. Yeah. It's amazing. I think the it's funny though. There's I bet if you looked at all the vintage era players who has more cards graded on the PSA pop reports, it's got to be Mantle. Like 100%, I'm sure it's Mickey Mantle. Um and yet even I think that does help keep prices from going too crazy because there's just so many of them. But at the same time, everybody wants them. So there's a huge demand to to counteract the huge supply. Um, I, I just, as we finish up here, Joe, what's your encouragement to people if they're thinking about mantles and thinking about adding to or acquiring mantle for the first time? Um, you know, I, I've, I've always preached on my channel, um, yeah, quantity, uh, quality over quantity. So like, you know, just take your time. Um, you know, you know, what I, what I try to do is, you know, instead of grabbing that box at, you know, Walmart, I, I guess they don't have it at Target anymore, but instead of uh, buying that blaster box at, at uh, Walmart, you know, maybe put some, put some dollars aside and, you know, get yourself like a really nice card. And, and, and if you're going to buy a quality card there, there's, especially if it's vintage, there's only like a handful of names that are really, you know, that you really want to go after. And that's like, you know, as we mentioned, Mickey Mantle, Jackie Robinson, Willie Mays, Hank Aaron. Um, Ted you Williams. Know, we all know the names, but I, I really think Mickey Mantle is one of those cards that um, it's, it's so solid. Um, and it's one of those cards you don't have to worry about. So just, you know, take your time. Like I said, find, um, if you're gonna buy a Mickey, don't rush into buying a card that's like, you know. I think a lot of people they go, "Oh, I got I got a nice deal on a six. Well, if the if the six looks like it's you know been run over by a truck, you know, don't 
you know, take some time, get a nicely centered, like he, he, like this card, for example. I think it's a great version. This is a three that's nicely centered, great, great looking eye appeal. You can get something like this, uh, you know, um, in the grade that you want. Um, but take your time. Don't don't try to rush. Don't try to rush into it. That's that's the biggest piece of advice that I can give to you. Uh, and don't try to, you know, get the card that you want. And, and don't worry too much about like, I don't know, about finding the best deal necessarily for that grade. Find the find the card that you want. And if it requires, you know, overpaying a little bit for for a nice nicely uh, centered Mickey Mantle card. Um, then, then go for it. One of the things also is I'm a big fan of, you know, some of the, um, you know, if the tops cards are too expensive, look into some of the, the off brands, like the 1964, you know, this giants card, like I said, you can get this in a PSA six. Um, I, I, I've mentioned many times on my channel that I'm a big fan of the 1954 red heart Mickey Mantle. There's a lot of like, because Mickey was so popular, there are so many of these off-brand, like the Burke Ross, the Stale Myers Franks, the Dandy Potato Chips, the Red Heart, the Bazooka, the Yoohoo. Um, so you know, take your time with it. Just you know, find the one that you like, and um, yeah, that's that's the recommendation I would give to everybody. I think that's very solid advice. Never bad to add mantle to your collection. I hope everybody learned something tonight. I hope you just enjoyed the the banter between Joe and I. We Joe and I are, are good friends, and we have a great time talking cards with each other uh, all the time, not just on here. But uh, Joe, I appreciate your friendship, and uh, tell everybody where they can find you out there on uh, YouTube land. Yeah, you can find me uh, Silver Jackify. I don't know why my the name of my channel is Silver Jackify, but that's the name. <laughs> it has nothing to do with baseball cards or anything like that, but that is the name of my channel. Um, you know, please, if you guys haven't subscribed, uh, please do so. And, uh, you know, I always appreciate all the comments that come in and uh, people interacting with me. That The whole reason why I got into the YouTube experience is, is to share my collection. And um, it's been an awesome avenue to, you know, share my collection, share my thoughts and have some fun with the hobby. So uh, please subscribe if you guys haven't already. I appreciate it. You've made that. some good friends along the way too. I, but, I have. Yes. That's a good point. Yeah. And, and I, I do, I can't wait already to, for the uh, national Atlantic city. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully they have a show. I'm, you know, there's always that work. <laughs> I'm always the, like worried that that you know things are going to get crazy, but I, I think you know we'll 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 have a show in it this year, right? Because the last Atlantic City show got canceled. So, I, I just as long as we get, we just need to get to the Omega vi variant, which is the last. You know, <laughs> if we're using Greek letters, then Omega is the last one. If we get right. to the Omega variant, we know we're through with this thing because yes, that's the last yes. one. Uh, there will be no more Greek letters to use, but. Uh, Joe, so much fun to talk to you as always. Thanks for being here and, uh, thanks everybody for watching as always. Thanks for listening. And, uh, Joe, you want to send us out of here? All right, guys. Thanks everybody for watching. I will talk. Oh, me and Mike will talk <laughs> to you later. Peace.